because flying is very challenging and uh, it is said that um, the bravest and the notch of the breast pilots get posted there so i was lucky to be one of them and uh, flying there was a challenge because uh, you had to brave temperatures at times as low as minus 50 degrees um, there were updrafts and downdrafts um, you know, unpredictable weather lack of oxygen you were flying at your own fatigue and uh, the endurance of the machine absolutely zero scope of error so so and so much uh, and the living conditions were equally tough because when we were there it's about 20 years back um the conditions were very different now things have changed because you have this modern technology helping you out but we were just living we had the bare minimum and just the basics with us right we still did not have uh, have a lot, most of the year we did not have running water in the taps uh the maid would come break open the ice give us a packet of water which we would heat and use that welcome to intensify humanity podcast we bring the stories of ordinary human beings with extraordinary journeys they have been grinded through life in terms of extreme challenges guilt shame and things people cannot even imagine all because they made a choice or decision in life they are literally not just inspiring but intensifying humanity through unconventional ways to such an extent that other human beings are inspired and pushed to live to their highest potential in life I Sundata Sarkar your host today will bring about the story of one such human being I hope you find this episode inspirational This human being whom we have today with us is the daughter of a farmer from Rudrapur Uttaranchal she became IF's first women helicopter pilot to be deployed in Leh and Siachen between 2000 and 2002 and the first to fly to the world's highest advanced landing ground in Siachen and 18000 feet she received the women achiever of the year award by ministry of women and children welfare in the year 2007 and uh, she has also been featured in the linka book of world records along with her sister being the first sister duo in the world to fly as a pilot and co-pilot now she is a speaker a thought leader on leadership and women empowerment and uh, she is not just breaking myths and stereotypes but inspiring people from all spheres of life and thus intensifying humanity to her best possible extent so welcome namrita to my show intensify humanity i'm so glad to have you here today Thank you so much Om the pleasure is all mine it's so good to see you thank you so much and your uh, list of accomplishments and experience in life is quite long so we'll definitely uh, you know listen to you in detail so my first question to you is uh, you have lots of accomplishments uh, and first of all i want to congratulate you on that so you have set such high standard for every woman out there my question to you is you were one of the first women helicopter pilot of iaf and i'm sure it's not an easy task so what are the major challenges that you still remember that you face to reach that level uh, so so when we joined i'm talking about it's almost three decades that i'm talking about 30 years almost 30 years back and you can imagine uh, during those days and when we were planning to join um that point in time doing something special for girls was not just um unseen i think it was unheard of 
and um, there were there were no girls actually in the armed forces, and we were the first batches who had joined. So uh, the challenges were many because um, uh, we were not just carrying um, uh, the responsibility of proving ourselves professionally because we knew that. Um, our successors or the decision to take women in the armed forces subsequently would depend how well we do and how how much uh, how well we succeed in um, accomplishing our um, uh, you know tasks there we were the first uh, uh, ladies in fact the, i was i was the first one uh, when i got posted to the squadron i was the only lady pilot and there were two 23 other officers who were all male so uh, uh, I had to prove myself professionally at every point because I was being judged and I was being watched so closely. My, um, my uh, competence uh, was uh, being judged all the time and I had to prove myself at each and every point. And apart from that, what the, ch the other challenges were, the infrastructure wasn't geared up. So I don't remember for how many years have I shared the male toilets in the main changing rooms. And uh, then I was in an environment where sexist jokes and bad language were a norm. So I had to, at one point of time, become one of the boys without others feeling uncomfortable because I was the only one. So the, for, the, for me, the challenge was that they had to accept me as one of them, as one of the team members, right? So to do that, I had to work hard all the time and I could not afford to fail. So failure was not an option for me at all. In fact, I had to excel, not just do well. I had to excel professionally. So we were under scanner all the time. And uh, uh, so, so these were some of the few challenges that we faced. And although you just mentioned it a few lines, uh, being a woman, I can imagine what kind of phase you might have gone through over the years. The points that you completely mentioned, sharing the common room, being one of them, sexist jokes and remarks and all these things. Yeah. Which brings me to the next question. Why do you think even now, today, there is so less women in this domain? No, so that I think that is a global phenomenon, isn't it? Because right. even if we cooperates, we hardly see women in high leadership roles there. Right. So, so why? what do you think is the root cause of all these things? Like, what is the root cause might be? Yeah, so the root cause, uh, I think there's a couple of factors and what I am um, getting to understand is that uh, we maybe, we as women could be blaming the external biases that exist, the stereotypes and the environment and the mindset and so on and so forth. But uh, my point that always remains when I speak to women is that do we as women understand the barriers that we, we have, right? We as women have so that we can learn to circumvent around them and find a way around them. We do, we do that. We as women, are we really uh, ready to face our self-doubts and our self-limited beliefs and fears? Do we really dare to dream big enough and do whatever it takes to fulfill those, dream, those dreams? We don't. And now we have to see why we don't do that. Because one of the... Um, uh, biggest barriers uh, with women, I think, which is the root cause of all the barriers is fear. And a lot of women have all kinds of fears. They suffer from self-doubt. They, they don't believe in themselves. They have fear of being judged all the time. They have fear of uh, failing. They have fear of making wrong choices. 
and um, and this holy trinity of fear of being a bad mother a bad wife a bad daughter stays with them all the time and it's just pulling them down so let's talk about the barriers that we women have instead of blaming the external environment or the mindset that is my ideology so in short uh, would you say that if we say that women don't need empowerment it's just the awareness level that needs to be raised and the consciousness that needs to be raised exactly i think women they need to understand what holds them back from unleashing their full potential what holds them back from uh, rightfully uh, for rightfully claiming what is theirs what is holding holding them back is it just the mindset or the external environment i think it's got to do more of what we women perceive ourselves more more is uh, the onus lies on us and uh, we we talk about empowerment they definitely need to be empowered when talk about the low, lower strata of society women are in a bad state they need to be uplifted they need to be empowered but how about women who are professionally doing well why do they just get limited at a middle management level and do not rise high most of them why that is the question we need to you know this that is food for thought for everybody couldn't agree more because um, it's been observed that more than as a a simple woman thinking about herself she thinks about everybody around her first and then if there is some kind of energy left she will think about herself and all kinds of fear that all the fears you that mentioned grips her and pulls her down and just grounds her over there exactly and you like you cannot pour from an empty vessel so if you're not loving yourself how do you expect that you will give your 100% to everything around you and the message i need to um, drive through all women is that it is possible for a woman to succeed in all spheres of life they need not uh, compromise on one to do well in the other they need not make choices between professional life and personal life. they can do justice to both provided they believe in their own potential they believe in themselves beautifully you have portrayed that so uh, when you spoke about your challenges i'm sure there might be many down phases during that time but have you ever felt like you just just give up everything and just going out from here uh, with all the pressure everything no it never, never happened so no no, no. I, I, there were there were times which were tough i'm not saying i didn't have challenges i had real real hard challenges in my life but i never gave up because uh, for me i had never for me failure was never an option like i said it so, didn't exist for me in that particular situation where most of the women might have thought like you know let's just give up and just go from here it's too much for me so what kind of mindset or what kind of mind tuning you had what kind of thoughts were in your place apart from i cannot fail what was that that was keeping you there so uh, whenever i used to come across difficult situations and let me tell you so because um we were six of us course mates and um all five they they could not uh, this us they left uh, just finishing one of two of them left after uh, finishing 10 years and uh, the three of them they left even much before 6 years and 5 years of service because they couldn't take the pressures of personal and professional so one is that i was uh, i thought i i am lucky because i had a lot of support of my husband my in-laws 
um, you know, when it came to looking after my kids and uh, being there when I was away. So that was there. So I was lucky, but not just that. I mean, uh, I could have still given up because my challenges, they just kept growing with time. Because then uh, once I was married, then I had kids and the challenges became different. And then um, I had to be professionally there and I had to do my job and there was I was not ready to compromise on that front. So, so what kept me going was that whenever I come through a difficult situation, I know it is not permanent. It cannot stay there. And this shall also pass is what keeps me going. This too so, shall pass. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm sure uh, people who might be listening this, at least in the difficult situation, they can also apply it, even though people know it, but they forget. Yeah, and little realize, yeah, little realize that every challenge that came my way had a opportunity hidden in, in it, which is very empowering. When you look for that opportunity, which is hidden behind every challenge, and rather rather than just getting thrown off track whenever life throws challenges at you, because every challenges every challenge makes you a better person. You learn lessons. So talking about lessons that you were saying, what are the three major lessons you learned in this journey? So, uh, yes, the three major lessons I learned is that uh, the biggest risk in life is not taking any risk at all. The second lesson I learned is that uh, you have no idea. uh, You have no idea how brave you are till till being brave is the only option left for you. And the third lesson that I just covered is that every challenge that comes your way has an opportunity hidden in it. So these are the three lessons that I learned during my job. I never thought that you would say these points because these are the exact few of the points that I mentioned in my book because I experienced that in my life in some way or the other. So thank you for sharing that. It resonates with me. I have to read your book, yes. Thank you so much. Congratulations for that. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you so for putting it so beautifully and simply. And uh, you flew over the Siachen, right? And yeah. it is one of the most beautiful places. So can you share some experience of uh, yours? Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place to fly. It is absolutely mesmerizing. The landscape is out of the world. And um, you are very lucky if you get to experience that. Um, but um, flying is a different ball game altogether, you know, uh, because flying is very challenging. And uh, it is said that uh, the bravest and the notch of the breast pilots get posted there. So I was lucky to be one of them. And uh, flying there was a challenge because uh, you had to brave temperatures at times as low as minus 50 degrees. Um, there were updrafts and downdrafts, um, unpredictable weather, lack of oxygen. You are flying at your own fatigue and uh, the endurance of the machine. Absolutely zero scope of error. So, so and so much. Uh, and the living conditions were equally tough because when we were there, it's about 20 years back, um, the conditions were very different. Now things have changed because you have this modern technology helping you out. But we were just living, we had the bare minimum and just the basics with us, right? We still did not have, uh, have a lot. most of the year, we did not have running water in the taps. Uh, the maid would come break, open the ice, give us a bucket of water, which we would heat and use that. To keep ourselves warm, we used to use the 
local contraception. It, it was called the uh, local um, uh, jugaad called Bukhari. It was like a you know iron thing which had which used to run on kerosene. So the smell of kerosene became an integral part of our existence for two years that we were posted there. And uh, not just that, the thing is that I lost so many of my course mates uh, during that tenure of two years there at Siachen. Um, which, which uh, still is, uh, it's, it's, it, it really, you know, I think of it, um, there's a hollow there in me because I lost some of my best friends. There, so, yeah. So it's been, uh, it's, it's all kinds of experiences. And uh, I think I've learned the best lessons of leadership in life while flying in Siachen. And nobody can teach it better than you, I'm sure with your own experience and not just theory and bookish knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Namrata, what is your purpose in life now? Uh, yeah, so my purpose in life is I want to work for women empowerment. And because I realized uh, with time, I realized that's, that's my passion and my calling. So I want to empower women, make them realize their true potential. And I want to help women who are um, professionally doing well in life. I want to uh, make them, uh, empower them to create a life they truly desire and to uh, achieve holistic success in all spheres of life. You know, your soul set and mindset and heart set. How do you work on all three spheres to become the best version of you? I want to empower them. And uh, so that's my passion. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, and it's a beautiful purpose. What is the next phase in your life now? Uh, the next phase is I am uh, collaborating with one of my partner. She's equally passionate about women empowerment. Um, I'm starting working with some NGOs. I want to adopt uh, girls who are not uh, able to go to school they do not have the basic education so both of us are collaborating together and our our um, aim is to have uh, 10 girls adopting 10 girls this year and increasing it by 10x every year so so i'm uh, like i said i'm working already with an ngo which is uh, working for underprivileged girls uh, i'm writing a book and plus i'm doing my corporate job so i'll put together i look i have my two beautiful kids uh, I look after spending time with them. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a mix of everything. Incredible. And all the best to you for everything that you're doing and your new initiatives. So uh, just like uh, the thing that you mentioned, you are writing your book. So what is the name of the book or what is it about? Um, it's basically talking about how do you um, grow from your break breakouts to your breakthroughs? How do you Breakouts to Breakthrough. Nice name. <laughs> when is it coming out? Um, so maybe another couple of months it should be published. Oh, wow. I would love to read your book. Thank you. And all the best for your book release. And I'm sure we'll learn a lot of things from that. Thank you. hope so. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And uh, so... What is the message you want to give to the young people out there, especially the women who are, you know, want to do something, but they are just simply not doing because of the norms and everything. You need to do this. You need to do that at certain age. So what is the message you want to give them? 
I just want to tell them to go full on. Just be there, play the game and play it fully. Do not get um, pulled down by anything external or internal. And believe you me, most of the barriers are internal. The barriers that we build ourselves, the stories we keep telling ourselves. And most of them do not even exist. We just create it and we just live that story throughout our life. I create my own story and that story pulls me down and live it throughout my life. I want to tell them to believe in themselves and just believe that everything and anything is possible. Like Tony Robbins says, the only thing which is impossible is what you've not tried, right? So try new things to uh, be adventurous. Do not uh, fear taking risks in life because that is what you do not be scared of failures because you either succeed or you learn. Failure doesn't exist in my dictionary. It shouldn't exist in yours as well. So I just want to tell them to just follow their passion and give your 100%. Powerful. You have read many books, I'm sure. So what is your favorite book? Um, the couple of them. I The books that uh, are really close to my heart uh, was uh, is a book by, called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And there is an, another book called The Seat of the Soul, which I thoroughly loved reading. And um, what inspired me to go into flying was a book called um, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Yeah, that that's an the awesome book. That book inspired me. Yes, so I read it in my college, and um, I, at that point in time, uh, female girls were not they, the option wasn't there to become pilots. But after having read, I always wanted to do something different and be a pilot. And I think that is the book that inspired me to become one. It's beautiful. If not a pilot, what would Namrita be? I think if it's not a pilot, I would be doing my, um, I was already doing my master's in computer applications and I was doing my post-graduation and ours was the first batch which had uh, joined this. And those days, this was a very prestigious degree because everybody said IT was just in, computers were just in and they, everybody said they scored a great scope and now we see that's true. So probably I would be uh, sitting uh, and making programs and doing some kind of programming in the IT <laughs> because I was I was almost there. I just left this six months uh, close to my post-graduation degree and I just jumped in and joined the Air Force. So I would be doing that job perhaps if I wasn't in the Air Force. Okay, great that you just left and jumped into this. Otherwise, we wouldn't have heard all these experiences from you now. <laughs> Yeah. All right. How can our listeners connect with you? So uh, they can connect with me on my, I have a YouTube channel by the name Namrata Chandi. And they can connect with me on LinkedIn uh, and also on Facebook. And uh, and I'm also making my website very soon, which I would share with everybody. It's just in the process. So that's how, yeah. So that's, uh, that's how you can connect. Instagram, yes, of course, Instagram, Facebook is there. So my name is, you can look for my name and just connect with me and leave a message. Right, sure. Thank you so much, Namrata. And it was an absolute pleasure, honor to know you, to talk to you and know your journey, basically, your experiences. Just any other common person will never have these kind of experiences that you have gone through. And you are a 
big example for all the women out there, all the girls who have big dreams, but yet to do something in life. So thank you so much for joining in and sharing all these details and story with us. Thank and you all so the, Yeah, all the best for your book and your upcoming uh, ventures also. Thank you so much, Som. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you and seeing you after such a long time and hope we stay connected, right? Thank you so much, Namrata. Thank you. All the best to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Namrata Chandi, the lady who went through immense challenges in life but learned never to give up. And not just that, she is helping, enabling and empowering women of all categories, of all domains, with various backgrounds to live the life just the way they want, without any guilt, without any fear, without any restrictions, and thus intensifying humanity to her best possible extent. I hope you found this episode inspirational. 